Rough Trade is giving away a third of the first three months of the Rough Trade Club plus new music membership exclusively to 101 Part-Time Jobs listeners. Become a member of Rough Trade Club New Music and you'll receive the Rough Trade Album of the Month straight to your door every month on an exclusive vinyl pressing with bonus material. Club members have received exclusive pressings of albums from Sufjan Stevens, Sprints, The Last Dinner Party, English Teacher and Over Mono, just to name a few, this past year alone. Sign up using the promo code CLUB101POD and you'll get Rough Trade's Album of the Month, Camera Obscura's Look to the East, Look to the West for a third of the usual price. By signing up, you'll be getting Rough Trade's exclusive issue of the album on opaque purple in a gatefold sleeve plus a bonus CD containing five demos. Don't want the album of the month but still want all the benefits? Sign up to the standard tier using Club 101 Pod and you'll still get the first month free. You'll also get free shipping on all orders, 10% off at the bar and on secondhand vinyl in store and exclusive access to sold out Rough Trade events. So don't hang around. Head to roughtrade.com slash club and sign up with the code CLUB101POD. That's CLUB101POD and claim money Money off Rough Trade's album of the month today. This offer is for UK residents only. Do you play in bands? I did for the longest time. And I wish that I knew that DistroKid was a thing. I don't even think it existed back then. DistroKid makes music distribution fun and easy with unlimited uploads and artists keep 100% of your royalties and earnings. A million plus artists rely on DistroKid to get their music on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, TikTok, Tidal, Instagram, and all the major streaming services. When you get DistroKid, you can see a DistroKid bank and withdraw your earnings. You get notified when you've earned royalties and you can withdraw via the app. And you can even check your streaming stats on Spotify Spotify and Apple. Get 30% off your first year on DistroKid by going to distrokid.com slash VIP slash 101pod. 30% off for your first year. That's not bad. We know it's a tough world out there. Why don't you make it easier for yourself? And to get 30% off that free year as an artist where you get 100% of your royalties and earnings, go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash 101pod. All right, stay with me. I'll be right back after this. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Hey, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays from me. I'm Giles. This is 101 Part-Time Jobs, the podcast where we hear from bands and artists about how they make it work. Because it's no secret that being an independent musician today is a minefield. It's a total shit show and no one really else is talking about it. So that's why I think that we're doing some kind of job that's worthwhile here. Thank you so much if you're a subscriber to the show. If you're new, please do click that subscribe button. We've had some amazing guests recently from Kurt Vile to Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes to Military Gun to Mannequin Pussy. Going into 2024, there's going to be more amazing guests who are all releasing bangers, interesting bands. I don't care if they're punk or they're folk or they're electronic or dub. If they're interesting, then I want to get them on the show. Thank you for being here. I'm doing holiday reruns over the next couple of weeks because, to be honest, I just want to lie down. So this is a new intro. The rest of what you're going to hear here is uh, here here is going to be an episode from earlier this year with Lambrini Girls, just before the release of their debut EP with the flaming turd on the front. They were just about to go on this massive tour. I saw them at 2000 Trees Festival. I caught the very end of it and it was just absolute carnage. What an amazing band that are really pulling people together in what they're doing. They're kicking against the pricks and they are doing a great job of it. So respect, Lambrini girls. I've just experienced a Christmas miracle before we get into it. I dropped my phone. I thought I dropped it in Sainsbury's. I asked the people at Sainsbury's, can I look at the CCTV? Because I've been watching The Wire recently and that's where my head's at. And they got really angry at me saying, no, you don't know how to do my job. And I'm saying, I'm not telling you how to do your job. Can I see the CCTV? Anyway, I was running around the area. I've lived in this area for six years. I kind of thought I knew who had done it because there was someone in my aisle who is a bit of an unsavory character that I, I, I know from the bars around this area. I was running around all the pubs and bars in this area asking have you seen this person and my google device wasn't working i thought i i flagged down some police as they were coming through all of a sudden my find my device started working and it was at the barber shop where they do 40 quid haircuts not going to say who that is but expensive haircuts that i'll probably go to again and an old guy found my phone on the floor and handed it in there and that is the spirit of christmas in a roundabout way. 2000 Trees supports this show. Brilliant independent festival. I just mentioned I saw Lambrini Girls there. Quality. They've won Best Medium Sized Festival three or four times in the last few years. Incredible. They've announced their new lineup for 2024. Gasa Anthem is playing. Hot Mulligan is playing. Manchester Orchestra is playing. Gouge Away. Better Lovers. If you want to get your tickets for 2000 Trees next July, they're going to go up in price in a few days from the first of january they're going up in price so what you've got nine ten days to get your tickets for extra cheap from 2000 trees festival 2000trees.co.uk forward slash tickets go and get them okay before we get into this chat i've got rebecca from ampolo here ampolo is the first all-in-one app connecting a global community of musicians and bringing an all-in-one place to practice record and collaborate until now practicing has been kind of lonely there's been technical barriers these are all things that ampolo is working to make your life better for isn't that right rebecca what's going on over there interestingly we've been having lots of conversations with students and teachers and universities and colleges and there's this big push of people wanting to use it as part of their curriculum to accelerate learning and change the way that music is taught you're able to talk to each other 
in real life within the same project. So forget about jumping back to WhatsApp and emails and things like that. I can watch back your performance and say, that bit was great, this bar needs a bit more practice. So we've been getting feedback that Ampolo is a total game changer for music education and it's so much easier using this than using multiple apps and jumping around to communicate with each other. So it's a really exciting space. Ampolo, get on it sooner than later. Right, we've got two forces of nature's here. Excellent music, excellent message, amazing energy. I'm really happy to have spoken to them a couple of months ago, just as this EP was coming out. It's out now, of course. Go and listen to them. Go and catch them live. It's Lambrini Girls on 101 Part-Time Jobs. 101 Part-Time quite an interesting time for music with a message because going back 15 years for example which is like not very long ago from my experience going to punk shows or rock shows or hardcore shows whatever it is like bigger scale at bigger venues like o2 venues or like local where i grew up in watford we're lucky because we had loads of local gigs loads of local bands and promoters I, maybe I don't know if I was maybe look, I could have been looking in the wrong direction, but now feels like a pretty vital time for bands to have a message. I think so. I mean, like you just have to kind of look around what's going like on in the world. Like you know, it's like we're having to rally outside the Department of Education because a sixteen-year-old trans girl was killed. Like it's like things. I think the thing is, it's everything's all, always being totally fucked. But I think now we're in an age of social media and information is spread so quickly, it can't get hidden. So it's more apparent now than ever that you know things need to change. Really, yeah, I feel like it's also just getting so awfully bad that it's hard for people to ignore like the cost of living crisis is now not just affecting the working class but also the sort of middle class which unfortunately nobody cared about it when it was just the working class but now that it's the middle class you know it's getting a little bit more coverage and generally I think with the like new legislation that the government is like employing regarding protests and trans rights, it's just coming to a bit of a head and like it, it's crunch time, baby. Like, and (laughs) we just like, yeah, there's definitely like more and more things for Phoebes to write about as, as time goes on, you know? So yeah, in a way you're right. Like the issues have always been there. Um, I think they're just being more apparent. Yeah. We're in the generation where, you know, even working from home, that's kind of changed the perception of, of work and what it means to like have a full time job. And because I, I think like look, a massive part of this conversation for me is, is like everything comes back to identity and work comes back to identity because it's just like what you do. Well, that's the first thing you ask someone when you meet someone at a party within the first five things you talk about is your fucking job, right? So what do you do? Yeah. Well, now I, I just do this. I've just gone, I quit my job so I can do this more. Sweet. Yeah. I think like we are, we are in a very fortunate position. I've, we've got a bit of a leg up um, compared to other bands um, because we're not, we're working and obviously sustaining ourselves. Like we're not paying ourselves or anything, but I had um, an inheritance from my dad um, who passed away. So that allowed us to kind of get where we are a lot quicker. 
I don't think it's like the sole reason we got to where we are, but it's definitely, you know, other bands would have probably had to take a lot more time in order to, you know, pay for an EP or like, you know, rely on funding and stuff like that. So I think, yeah, I think it's important to be transparent about that because yeah. it's like, important to acknowledge that like, regardless of like both me and Lily's backgrounds, which are very like different, like, it's like we are benefiting there off a privilege. So that's something that we have to yeah. acknowledge and be transparent about because if we didn't have that, then we probably wouldn't be doing an interview with you right now. You like, probably wouldn't know who we are. So, you know, it's extremely important to yeah. like be transparent and acknowledge that. Are you able to kind of think ahead and look at like how you can structure yourselves and basically be smart about like living what you have whilst, you know, pro doing the thing that you like doing most of the time? You know, for example, that might be living in a, a town that's not expensive or hanging out places that aren't too expensive. Have you thought much about that? I'm sorry, this is a bit of like a like a Poindexter question, but I find that stuff interesting. I mean, I've got no self-control with money. So what I do is live paycheck to paycheck. And yeah. then when I get paid, I go drink to the loads pub, of beers. drink loads of beers, buy loads of ciggies, and then I blow my rent money. And then I have to sell shit to make my rent. Damn. So, and I've done that with lots of things, done that with a guitar, laptop, just to make my rent. Um, and then I do the same thing. But I'm getting to the point where I don't really have much mm. more to sell. Like, I moved back in with my mum. <laughs> <laughs> I moved back in with my mum, like, three months ago. And I was living in London. And Lil lives in Brighton. And my mum lives in Brighton, which I'm very lucky with. So I was like, mum, I need to come back home. Um, so came back home. I've got started a new job and that I'm, I'm literally like, they don't know I'm in a band. They never, they, they can't know I'm in a band because they won't like it, but I'm selling advertising space in Richmond and it's fucking soul destroying. So I'm, I'm working down there and I want to move back mm. to London. But like, the thing is, it's like balancing it and actually making it sustainable is one thing. It's like, if this like has taught me one thing, it's like, I actually have to try and actually like budget because I'm facing the direct consequences of not budgeting yeah. my money, which is, not being able to pay my rent <laughs> but um i think it's also really important in regards to sustainability of the band and stuff it's like we are at a point now where we're like how long can we have our jobs for because we are so yeah. fucking busy yeah phoebe's already already swapped jobs so phoebe quit her job for a really important show because um Weird. she couldn't get the Good day on, off yeah. so that was all I, I handed in my notice my last day is 12th of june nice um no idea what I'm going to do because over the summer, obviously we're out like playing shows in, in Europe and stuff so much that I won't actually be here. Like, I think we're here maybe like eight, no, maybe like 10 days out of the month for both uh, yeah. June and July. So it'll be, yeah, I have, <laughs> uh, mm, yeah, I probably need to start thinking about that, but that's, basically it yeah Lil's was thinking about doing voiceover work yeah he? yeah it was but it seems like everyone wants like an acting qualification and i'm yeah. mate you'd be welcome you can do acting. like a good voice like yeah you'd smash it my name's lily this is the looking for something that we can maybe do out on the road mm. or like on a freelance yes. basis i want to sell my pants i've literally tried to find somewhere to sell my pants online if anyone is like listening to this and they know somewhere where i can sell my used pants i think message the band account i've actually looked into that extensively yeah. many times and it can't find anywhere it's also extremely competitive so you need to actually 
kind of be on it like eight hours a day like posting shit and like it is a lot of effort and like you need like a you need to build up a clientele and because I've read into it so much and everyone's like it's not as easy as it seems like you need to have like a proper image and like a business and blah 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 what about like Gumtree yeah I I think they want a backstory as well I don't think it's enough from my understanding of people yeah you have to be like um ballerina from brazil or like you know something like that they they want like those kind of, it's fucking weird they just sexualize and fetishize fetishize fucking everything i mean you hit the nail on the head there when you said like what's sustainability in being a band what does that look like i think that's that's my question and you put it better than i ever could and like i guess what what does that look like like what does you know this ep it's ace been listening to it over the weekend out on big scary monsters which is a, such a sick label you know you sur- surrounding surrounding yourself with good people seems to be like the number one thing that you can do as a, a band and then like beyond that being able to like develop yourself as musicians as songwriters but then also on an individual growth level you know, who do you look up to in terms of that kind of thinking? Like at the moment, we're sort of just like riding. Coasting. Yeah, we're coasting. We're kind of making it work here and there as and uh, like, you know, as and when we can. And I, I don't think it's, yeah, I think maybe now you're asking these questions probably at the exact right time because we need to be reminded. Yeah, we need to think about yeah. this. <laughs> like we don't know like that much about like the, like being an industry band. It's all very new to us. Like we've, fucking smashed out gigs in London and Brighton on the DIY scene for so long. And then everything just went like that. Like, go, 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 agents, label, manager, all in the space of about a month. And it's been like the last year. And it was like building up to getting in a release schedule, building up to gigs. And like for half of that year, it was all just prep. And then suddenly it was like fucking boots on the ground. Let's fuck, let's go. Is is literally what it's been. So it's like, we're still really new to being an industry band. So like, we don't really like we're still coming to grips with how the whole thing fucking operates let alone how like we where we fit into that and like we we understand what we want to do and like to an extent we understand like how to play the industry and blah 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 but play the game play the game baby or else game well hey i mean that's an interesting um, question and just from experience you know i started projects and then like you know it's happened because it's like an all right it's coming from a pure place and then at some point you start listening to someone else and that takes away the purity of it keeping your own personality seems to be a real trick for the bands who have lasted the longest yeah it's like we're really we're fucking hot on that yeah Yeah, like there's we like we are like that's the one thing like we put a flaming pile of shit on the cover of our first EP, for Christ's sake. Like, nobody was going to tell us not to do that. Yeah. Like, we get a lot of just, things where it's like, oh, you shouldn't do that, you shouldn't do that. And we're just like, fuck off. Like, yeah. no. Because that's the thing, like, you do see it. And it, like, I think specifically, and this is something me and Lily have had multiple conversations about, right? You see it specifically with a lot of bands that are like femme fronted or like bands which are like all femme, like, specifically you see it a lot of the time like you'll see this band a couple years before and then they pop off and you unfortunately and it's of no fault of their own because it's the fucking industry and what it does to women non-binary people femme presenting people it forces them to dilute themselves into you know something which isn't like fully them a lot of the time so it's palatable but at the same time with that it basically means that in those scenarios that's what also pushes women out of the music industry because then it's not something which is like 
nearly as authentic or original. So then it just becomes something else, which is just like a standard, like we'll feed this to people for a while and then they'll drop off, you know, the face of the earth because people will lose interest because they're not doing what they originally set out to do. So, I mean, I think it's kind of like the industry's way of literally just putting women out the fucking door. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. yeah, that was always like massively the case, wasn't it? Like women were always kind of marketed and tokenized um and then yeah like phoebe said like diluted 100 percent agree with that and i think like for us we just want to be as off-putting as possible and whoever wants to stick around for it fucking you're gonna have to stick around for it because we're gonna be in every we're gonna be at every fucking (laughs) billboard in vegas in vegas Part-time jobs, 101, part-time jobs, 101, part-time jobs, 101, part-time jobs. I mean, what you were saying before about women in music, there are sort of two sort of case studies of it, right, that I've sort of listened to podcasts about or read about recently, which is like Fiona Apple and Sinead O'Connor. Well, I think Sinead O'Connor's a very um, interesting one because she was totally demonised by press for just being like just being a fucking icon mate like rip out pictures yeah. of the pope pop the yeah. fuck off bitch yeah. icon um but i think also she's a very good example because uh she's someone that has um you know obviously suffered for a lot and i think the press totally you know manipulated you know any sort of story and totally demonized her into being like portrayed as someone who was mm. unhinged when what she was doing is she was being outlandish um and i have the utmost respect for someone like her but I think that's the thing you can either be sort of diluted and turned into something which is palatable for a, a cis straight male audience or you're just totally demonized if you don't do that really do you think that like YouTube and TikTok and Bandcamp that all of those things are massively like pulling away from the traditional music industry right from the from the big giant corporations do you think that there's like becoming more of a more of like of a, a weight into independent music where the voices of independent music are getting bigger it's difficult because i you know like there are other platforms now which you know music you know can pop the fuck off on like tiktok but now you're seeing artists who are just making music specifically for tiktok so it's no different you're doing the same thing just on a different platform like it's like paramount's new album fucking amazing but like you got the this mm. is why i don't leave the house that is a tiktok banger mate but like i'm sure going into that they knew because it's like you're trying to find target audiences yeah. so whereas the majority of like a young audience that would probably enjoy a band like paramore tiktok more than fucking hitting it for i don't know like you know a band camp or fucking like trying to hit it on radio yeah. really hard because that's where the audience yeah. is but then it's, it's inherently the same capitalist thing because you are just trying to reach that same audience that has changed platforms and the people who own those platforms remain the same giant corporations have you had to make many tricky decisions as a band so far have you found yourself at impasses where you're like okay fuck what do we who, what do we do here you know stuck between a rock and a hard place no not really not major ones i think we've just we've got our intentions pretty clear so we absolutely want to play the game and we want to get ourselves into spaces that aren't designed for us so but at the same time there is a very very clear line for us um in terms of working with certain people with 
allegations or something that we fundamentally absolutely cannot agree yeah. with or get over. This hasn't happened yet. I don't think, has it? Can you think of something? Uh, la 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 to my head. Um, there's been times where we've been put on like, you know, we've been put on gigs with people. Um, yeah. I think. Oh, yeah. Oh, actually, there was a really good example, actually. And this is something that I'm still not really okay with. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm not going to say the band for legal reasons. Um, but there was a festival we were playing or maybe will be playing in the summer, mm. not going to say. Um, and then there was a band that were, or were not, um, taken off the um, festival bill because they were outed as um, a trigger warning because there was an essay or multiple essay cases. Um, and uh, basically we did a zine interview and they were like, who are you most excited to see at uh, blah, 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 insert festival here? And then in the interview, like our response was anyone apart from right. underscore aforementioned yeah. band. Um, and then uh, it got asked to be taken out. Um, and that was really crushing because it was like, this is going to have so much legal ramifications for you. You right. can't fucking say that. And it's like, well, what's the fucking yeah. point then? Like, yeah, what's, be, what, why? Like, what's the fucking point of asking us like, like are interviewing us if you don't expect those fucking responses like it's like you know what we're doing you've you're interviewing us for this reason because people are jumping on the bandwagon they're like this is so nuanced and amazing activism but when it actually comes to it you're like oh no you, you can't fucking say that and it's like well like you can't have your cake and eat it yeah, like th exactly. these are examples of trying to dilute bands we have had quite a few instances where it sort of became evident that people like to pick and choose uh what aspects of us they like and oftentimes they like the chaos you know they like the fun and whatever but when it's time to sort of listen to what we have to say um and when it comes to sort of listening to something uncomfortable then people start to be like oh no i don't i don't like this like yeah. oh it's like why it do they have to people. why do they have to preach i mean i like lumbrini girls you know but why do they have to be so preachy it's something that we've heard word for word out right. of people's mouths um so that can be very frustrating but yeah in terms of like what like working with people and sort of coming to an impasse where we feel like we can't say no kind of thing i'm really confident that we're going to be very consequential about the right things um whilst also kind of doing certain things to just get ourselves into yeah. spaces where we might not be necessarily welcome like we're not gonna you know like reject like a bill that has like all, all an all-male lineup or anything like that that's you know that's the sort of bill we should right. fucking be on right. fuck's yeah. sake like like yeah. with yeah with like women are all all non-binary queer and people and women are at risk of being tokenized um i think we're not really gonna shy away from that because we're still gonna get in there it's about using it to your advantage exactly yeah I, i'm not just so. saying this because it's like the 
the the you know the shape of the room that we're in now and I'm speaking to you guys this is something I've like had quite a lot in my life is that I I often wanted to play the game and I wanted to do Reading and Leeds and I wanted to you know do those bits even though I like, come from a very kind of niche kind of scene that likes to pat each other on the backs I was never really into the backpacking thing thinking oh we're so cool we're so great we're better than anyone else I was very interested in speaking and communicating communicating with with a wider audience I think that's kind of more interesting I'm, I'm interested in the way that people live I'm interested in people's lifestyles I'm interested in the way that people think because it's really easy now to kind of look into a corner be in your own little be in your own crowd and you know congratulate everyone about how correct they are and everything rather than go out into the actual you know basically the real world right that is the real world out there but it's interesting I think that's the thing because you know it's it's very important to uh, you know affirm your peers within like you know like the music community and to enforce those safe spaces um but at the same time you know there is that it is important to kind of understand you know how, like how do you incite change is that from preaching to the choir is that from screaming into an echo chamber or is it getting in front of people who don't want to fucking hear you and making them listen like that's that's how you know you incite change and you know there's a lot of bands and it's like you know like we fucking hate capitalism for fuck's sake like you know it, it feeds into everything and it's like it's you know there's a lot of instances of a lot of like anarcho like punk bands who are like fuck spotify fuck this fuck that and it's like totally understand that but at the same time if you genuinely want to incite change and you have to play the game it's like like we're signed to a label we have a press person, we've got a radio plugger, we've got a distribution service that deals with Spotify and stuff, right? Inherently capitalist. But we just released a song off our EP called Boys in the Band, which is like the standalone like head single from our EP, which is about abuse on the scene and it touches on a lot of things. And I got added to New Music Friday on Spotify, which has got a shit ton of listeners. And like people who are going to go on that want to listen to fucking Billie Eilish for fuck's sake. They don't give a shit about what we're singing about, but that's on there and then they will listen to it. And that won't happen unless you unfortunately play the game and navigate things, unfortunately, in a way which does seem a bit, you know, compromising sometimes, but it's for like the greater, the greater, greater good. good. Yeah. yeah. Also, I think like in terms of capitalism, it's always a really conflicting one, I think, because I don't think that removing yourself from the problem is going to solve <coughs> the problem. So I 100% am behind boycotting certain things. Um, it's really difficult, I guess, kind of knowing where to where to do that and where not to do that. But, to, you know, we're born into a society without really having an, an alternative choice unless it's very, very extreme. Not everyone can handle those you know, extreme alternatives. Like everyone's circumstances are different. Everyone's limits are different. You know, some people genuinely kind of have to participate in the capitalist mm -hmm. system. That's not mm -hmm. really a choice that is given to us. Um, so yeah, I think for us, we're just trying to make it work for us in our favor in order to Inside some change. Inside some change and get a conversation going and just try to change something or like, you know, at least spread awareness because the more people are aware, the more likely it is that there, there is going to be some kind of change, you know? And the more, the more information there is out there, the more people kind of turn against certain things 
um, the more of a chance we have to actually make make these changes because like it is a cliche but there is power yeah. in numbers yeah. like it's proven over and over again throughout history there's power in numbers my introduction to punk rock was going to the sound systems and the free shows around london as a teenager and one of the things that really struck me was that there were these message messages and there were uh, flyers you know you get handed a dozen flyers and it'd be crumpled up in your pockets all day and you know you'd read them when you got home and but the the thing that really that came first for me with that was the party you know it was it was the smoke it was the loud music it was the dancing it was the sleeping in the on the grass in the at midday you know it was it was really it's a good time is that something that's important to you it's to create that enjoyable party atmosphere inclusive party atmosphere yeah yeah, I think I that mean, just, we have a fucking laugh, don't yeah, we? Yeah, I think that just sort of, it's not intentional. Like, I think, you know, this band started out with just, I mean, yeah, with just sort of having fun and then everything else sort of kind of came fell along in, with it. Yeah, came along with it. Um, and then, yeah, we kind of learned that you need to expand expand your audience and unfortunately you need to, you need to participate in this shitty capitalist game in order to broaden your audience um mm. which is very very important um but yeah in terms of the the partying thing i mean we have a fucking great time yeah we, our shows our live shows are fucking sick as fuck They're i so threw fun. a mars bar it's a man's head the other day and a link shower and gel. a link shower gel i like sorry i was like Actually, oh you with it and he was like oh she fucking slide tackled me yeah like, was i was not expect- i mean we do do I that was trying to be like oi lily and i was like trying to like get the crowd to be like because we were doing an in-store at resident and like i was trying to be like get lily get lily to like the crowd to be like let her know i'm gonna fucking like wwe body slam her and they were like <laughs> yeah and i was like no fucking get her and i was playing guitar so i was like yeah, and they were like were you not standing next like, to each it. other were, they, were you not standing quite close to each other well i moved away yeah we kind of just walked walked about a little bit and but went yeah. out the shops i went to shops and started <laughs> got a running jump yeah i so when phoebe went to the shops i i like i just walked outside with my bass as well just continued playing and the drummer was left inside uh by herself playing as well and like Phoebe fucked off to the shops. Obviously, someone had to keep playing the music, so <laughs> I, I was like just outside the store, and like people just started like asking me like to take pictures with me, and like I was trying, to, <laughs> I was trying to keep this baseline going whilst like their kids were like kind of gathering around me, and everyone was taking photos. Someone was playing bubbles, right. like it was yeah so that was really fun were you playing in bands before well like, we're, we're like coming into lambrini girls like what like experience did you have like how many were you playing yeah were you playing before oh yeah we play we've both played in other bands yeah um, me and phoebe and kat our old drummer we played together in um a band called wife swap usa nice. sounds like great um, tv show. and obviously lambrini girls yeah yeah lambrini girls were already a thing i wasn't a member uh-huh. I was playing in a couple of other bands. I played in um, a band called Sit Down and a New York band called Pure Adult. So I knew Jeremy, the singer, through um, my partner because they worked together. And they were doing an EU run and they asked me to play with them. Um, So, yeah, when we were in Wife Swap, I quit Wife Swap because we were doing too many shows. And then about a month later, uh, Lambrini Girls' bassist left and 
they were like, I depped for them twice. And then they were like, do you want to join? And I was like, hmm, I just quit a band because I don't want to play any more gigs. But I was like, I just had so much fun. And like both Kat and Phoebe were my best mates. Um, and so, yeah, I just like, I just did it. And then I'm really fucking glad I did because it ended up being exactly right for me. So. Come on. Good stuff. Yeah. Well, we were both playing in bands before. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't want to speak for, nah, for I, Phoebe. But. I think, like, it's it's a weird one, like, because we spoke about this in other interviews as well. It's like, I tried, like, and I know Lily did as well. Like, we, before, like, before Wife Swap, that was, like, the first, like, band that people, like, when I joined Wife Swap, because it was, like, quite, like, a Brighton cloudy, it never really left Brighton. But people were like, Wife Swap's so fucking cool, man. Oh, my God, are you in Wife Swap? But before that, people wouldn't give me the time of day. They thought I was a right. fucking weirdo. And I'd go Same. into venues and be like, hello. And people would be like, who are you? And then suddenly, like, because um, so my mate Harry, uh, he was like, do you want to join this band? Because I play keys as well. And I was like, yeah, I play keys in your band. And then suddenly everyone wants to <laughs> fucking talk to you. Yeah, um, it's fucking ridiculous. It's, it's like, this is something that has yeah. bothered me for so fucking long because like I've, I've you know, I've, I studied music and like I, I was kind of in a band, but it wasn't a very cool band. We weren't very good. Um, actually, fuck that. No, we were, we were quite yeah. good for what it was at the time. Got to celebrate it. Um, <laughs> um, but like I would go to gigs um, and... People would just like look you up and down, ask you what you do, and then if you don't say, "Oh, I'm in X Y Z band," or like work for Fred know, Perry, I work for you know, if they couldn't gain anything out of you or thought that you were cool, they wouldn't even mm. fucking bother to like say hello or ask you how you are. Everything changed the first the first ever gig I played. So many people that never bothered to talk to me, say hello, which I had actively noticed through going to gigs suddenly started speaking to me and I was so conscious and like it just proves over and over and over again like people who who have known for years who clearly like unfollowed me on Instagram a while <laughs> ago which I didn't notice have now started following me again I'm like oh well 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 you can't <laughs> crawling, crawling back, back. Um, uh yeah it's it's absolute I, I, I had like a few examples because I I'm like I'm not very socially attuned if you haven't realized but I'm not very socially tuned. And when I meet new people, I just be like, eh, eh, eh. Um, but like, I remember like having some like instances of people like just take the, like the fucking piss out of me. Be rude to your and, face. Like, then, yeah. Or like you'd hear them mm. like laugh at you and like they'd see it and they'd be like, oh yeah, she's not very nice. Doing, fucking dickhead and stuff like that. <laughs> like, which is fair. Like people quite, still do that. People do do that. <laughs> but I've, it's fine now. But like people would do it now and they're just like, yeah, you're a fucking prick. But like people would be like, do it like they were better than you. And I remember like there was one instance where like someone was just like ripping the shit out of me and it made me feel really small. And then like, I think it was like, maybe I bumped into them like two years later and they were like, oh my God, babe, Lambrini girls is doing like, you're so, you're everywhere. I love, oh my God, I know who this is. Yeah, and I was just like, okay, nice to see you too. Um, but like, it's just kind of classic because it seems like it's just sort of like yeah. the norm. Um, 
for people like it seems to be okay to do that and it's like it kind of makes me sad but I think it's also like it's important like if you've gone through that yourself and understand that you have to like sort of earn your fucking place which you shouldn't Mm -hmm. have to I think it's like being two people who have like experienced like you know like having your backs turned to you and stuff like that is like you understand the importance of sort of leveraging bands that aren't in the position that you are in or younger bands and stuff like that also people are fucking people like it doesn't matter what band you are in or what you do everybody deserves to just be spoken to and acknowledged because it can make you feel so worthless when you're at a gig or like anywhere you know any anything to do with the music scene and like just because you're not directly involved in it doesn't mean that you deserve to be just completely ignored and not treated like a person it's so demoralizing and discouraging and hurtful like it it you have you know obviously like know your worth and stuff and it's great for people that do but it does it does affect your self-worth a little bit or at least in the moment it makes you feel really shit about yourself because you feel like you don't deserve you know just normal we have a we have a responsibility to be nice we bloody do i think you know it's it's super important to like support you know, bands. That, even if you don't, you know, if you don't are, necessarily love them, even if you don't like them, it it takes yeah, no more no, effort than it does to be an arsehole to to say, "Oh, nice one, tight gig or whatever." You know. Yeah, I, I think it's like, except, bro. Really enjoyed yeah, that. Except, bro. It's true. No, though. I think like it's important. Like, there's sometimes because I think there's also an argument. It's like if you don't like a band, you're allowed to say you don't like a band. But at the same time, just don't be a prick about it. Like, I had like this one instance. I was at Old Blue Last and I was like watching a band and I was like, I'm not very keen on them. And then this person shouted me, they're like, you, you can't say that. And I was like, well, yeah, I can. Like they're good musicians. I'm just not a fan of their music. And they were like, you can't say that, bro. You can't. And I was like, well, I can. Because like art is also about, you know, have forming totally an opinion on that. But at the same time, it's not like, I think, you know, it's like if, if you know there's a band that which are younger than you then you also younger or maybe not as far along but as the, you are it's very important to that band that you didn't like would you go out of your way to discourage them no exactly i was just talking to someone yeah. i literally just turned to someone and they were like are you sticking up here and i was like oh i'm not big fans of these guys so i'm gonna go get a drink and they were like what? i think british people in particular sorry i'm i'm half Portuguese, half turkish and that like i grew up in germany but one thing I've noticed when I moved over here, British people in particular take things so fucking personally. Like you cannot say anything objective to anyone. And like, there's been so many times where like, I've just said something like completely like in my eyes, normal. And you know, I don't, it doesn't mean that I like the person any less. It doesn't mean that I like, you know, I want to put them down or anything. I just say things objectively and people are just like, look at me. Like I'm a horrible fucking person. And like, I don't understand that. I have really big issues with kind of thinking that way because for me, I say things and I don't mean it in a personal way and I don't mean it in an offensive way. And people just seem to really, really take it to heart in a negative way. And just, just fucking, just be chill. Like, it's okay. Like if I, you know, it's nothing. Don't shit your pants. Yeah, just don't don't shit your pants. But there's a line between like having having an opinion and like kind of keeping things to yourself sometimes and being rude to one another. Because basically, like it's important to encourage one another. It's it's really important to push one another up because everything else is fucking putting their thumb on our foreheads. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I I think it's important. Like 
go to a gig. Like if there's a band that you know and you haven't seen before, go check them out. Go and see them. If you don't like them, that's okay. Yeah. Because at the same time, I think I understand. If everyone liked every fucking single band, then nothing would have any value. Would art have value if everyone liked the same thing? The promoters no. would, promoters would be rich. But go and check it out. Yeah, there we go. I mean, it probably would be a bit of a, a weird one, but still go and check it out. Like, go and see if you like it. Like, give it a chance always. I had a friend say the other day, like, all music's good music because you can choose to listen to something or not. Yeah, I think art generally isn't objective. Like art is subjective and that, you know, that spans across any any art form really. Like I don't just like depends what you like. Uh, <laughs> there you I go. But you know, I'm not going to stop Scar like <laughs> like just you and the bad on. manners singer. Like I respect your bit, but I just don't I don't like no. madness. They're not for me, but I respect right. what they did. We're gonna have to end, um, end this interview you know, soon. Well, that's okay. Leave it. Leave it with that. Yeah, um, Phoebe doesn't don't like don't like, like, don't like Scar. Nice one. I, I like to end these with some good like work fail stories. Phoebe, you strike me as someone who's maybe had some work gaffes. Oh my God. I've been fired from like probably like seven jobs. Do you, do you mean band specific? No, jobs. jobs. No, jobs. Okay. I got fired from Burger King. Um, I got fired from Monkey Business, which is a soft play center because I was really hung over there and I was like sweating. They were like, you can't do this to your own kids. I got fired from a vape factory. <laughs> <laughs> I worked in a vape factory with my friend Lucy in the summer and I got fired because they were shipping all this vape liquid across seas and I put like I didn't put any of the lids on properly so it all spilled and they lost like thousands of pounds. Um I did not know yeah, that yeah. about you. Yeah, it was it was a crazy time. I stopped oh no, I didn't. Yeah, fuck um, yeah. Uh, what else did I work? Uh I got fired from Universal Music. I worked at Universal Music. I got like I got there like as a like a temp for a recruitment agency. And uh, I got fired because I basically wasn't really doing my job properly. And they'd be like, you said it was your aunt's like wedding and that's why you couldn't work today, but we've just seen you've played a gig in Rotterdam. Um, so that too, I think that's all the jobs I've been fired from. I've not got nearly as interesting stories as Phoebe because I've never been fired. I did walk out, walk out of a job once mid-shift. I was working at New Look as a, as a what was it? A footwear specialist. Fucking hell. It was so depressing. It was just, it was in Woking as well at the Peacock Centre. <laughs> what? Uh, it was just fucking <laughs> awful. And HR came in and were like just checking everything. And like the manager was speaking to me like absolute shit. So I just went and got my coat and just walked out. And it was like my only full time job. Like it wasn't a part time one. I was just like, literally, fuck this. Um, that's, yeah i can't really that's a um, that's a quite yeah. like a big special that's like quite a big title isn't it footwear specialist sounds footwear exciting specialist. you'd yeah. think so wouldn't you but i was like 19 and like yeah. just like raw dog in it raw dog in it like not in education like just having to pay rent kind of thing <laughs> yeah. but yeah actually yeah i've worked at fender for the last four years nice um and now i have to quit and move on for yeah, we'll see. You got your notice, so you you finish in what, like two weeks, three weeks? 
I guess, yeah, yeah, about three weeks. I'm scared. I don't like change at all. What's the first thing you're going to do? Well, I'm going on tour the very next day of my last day. So I guess that's, yeah. What have you been doing at Fender? Um, I'm a, a sales admin slash account manager. So I work because I, I grew up in Germany, so I speak German. So um, I was looking after like the German dealers basically and like, yeah, B- B2B. Ich spreche ein bisschen Deutsch. Sehr gut. Ich lerne. Um, yeah, es hört sich toll an. Toll. Ich liebe Deutsch, Val. That means I love diarrhea. That's yeah. the only thing I know how to say them. Yeah. I think that's the point to finish, isn't it? Yeah. Final maybe. word. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's been ace. Thank you. You're a legend. Yeah, you're sick. So there was Lily and Phoebe here on the Christmas holiday rerun, 101 part-time jobs. Thank you for joining. Look, have a great Christmas, New Year, drink responsibly, look after your friends, say things that you mean, mean what you say, and I think it might be okay. I'll be back at the start of the new year with some amazing episodes, so make sure you click subscribe. Listen to Lambrini Girls, You're Welcome EP again, and see you later. Ta-ta!